it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Show right here at 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Good to be with you on a Redemption Thursday. Thanks for being with us. Now I guess can I get this microphone fixed? We'll be good to go. Damn it, man. On Twitter, it's at Jay Cameron Show. And uh, yeah, I think we're going to play football on Saturday. That's good news. Looks good. Banking East. Banking East. That's good. Keep banking East. I got to be careful because last time I did that, then... Uh, you know, I hit a place that I thought, you know, I just kind of randomly chose because of how sparsely populated it was, just, and then it happened to hit right there, and then people thought I had it in for Perry. Don't say Halifax. I'm fond of Halifax. <laughs> I love Halifax. Thanks. I don't want anything to happen to Halifax. I don't want anything to happen to anybody. I want everybody to be happy and comfortable watching football like the rest of us. Unless they're Aaron Rodgers. I didn't root for that either. But when it happened, it made me laugh, and I'm willing to admit to it. And by the way, I think millions of others thought the exact same thing. They went, ah, ha, 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 that's hilarious. Poor Jets fans. <laughs> that's what they were laughing at. You're going to, man, you're going to have your finger on the red button. I can do this for you. What? I can just do that for you when I announce my picks here in a second. Oh. You're going to be like... I thought you meant the dump button. I'm like, what? Are you going to no, try no, to no. get off your chest here, pal? No, no. no. Lord. It is a game night for Bryce. It's a varsity game on a Thursday. Not Friday, Tom, no, but Thursday. Oh, really? Yeah, they You're just play- move it. You know how it they works. They don't care. They, they don't, don't care. care about you. They, they don't, don't care about your schedule. They don't. And they don't care about anybody else's either. Because if they did, you know, we'd have the games when they're supposed to be played. But that just never happens. I recall that. Random Wednesdays, Tuesdays, Mondays, Thursdays. Yeah, what the hell. Willy-nilly, just play them whenever the hell you want. The previous place of employment on the Mm. FM dial. Director remembers this, too. Yeah. We would have a game of the week on a Friday for high school. Oh, well, good luck, buddy. I think it was the same thing as as the chance of scattered or isolated showers in the summer in Tallahassee. That it's going to happen, and it's going to happen on time. Maybe. We should have put that in the promos. This Friday at 7, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. I know. It's so frustrating. Is it at home? Is it Gene Cox Stadium? Well, a home game would be at Leon. Yeah. But instead, it's at Gene Cox Stadium, I think. Oh. Okay. I, I think it is. 
don't start. You're just trying. That's what you do. <laughs> You're trying to get me started. Um, <laughs> the, I'm not doing. I'm not falling for it. Did they relocate their home? Is this technically a Leon home game? I don't know. I don't want to talk oh. about it. Oh, it is, isn't it? I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, probably. Probably screwed us. It's like what the Knowles like do with to Orlando. Make, to make $9. Right. Hey, you made nine extra dollars. Mm-hmm. Better concessions. They have a pretzel machine. Uh, I'm going to get to our bets. Does I'm Leon gonna, have a pretzel machine? I don't know. Oh, man. They cook burgers and uh, hot dogs and uh, nachos and the like. You can get plenty of things there. Are you and Christy going to take part in that one week where you're uh, working the stand? She already has. Oh, she has? Mm-hmm. She's already volunteered. I'm more of a ticket guy. Oh, let the me ticket see your, booth. Let me see your ticket. That's the head of the science department did tickets for my high school, yeah. always. I'm more of a ticket guy if I'm going to do it. He was a big you see guy. That was his verbal filler. How you doing, you see? Like, <laughs> that doesn't make sense, Mr. Gasper. That is bizarre. Yeah. Was he born in the 1800s? Was he a detective in London way back when? Like, this is... <laughs> he lost... Uh, he played high school ball in Pennsylvania, and he lost the end of his middle finger in, in a face mask when he was playing high school ball. I broke my left pinky finger in a face mask. Yeah. So he would flip you off with the nub. <laughs> don't make he was me great. flip you off with the he nub. Would. He'd be like, don't make me do it, see? Oh, man. Hey, so this is a real test in a weird way for Florida State. Uh, this is the streak of consecutive games of 35-plus points that I'm speaking of. Not a test as in whether or not you're going to get the win, but a test as to the 35 points. If it's inclement, if it's windy, can we keep the streak alive? I don't know why. But I'm oddly attached to this streak. Once I read it, once I read that it was the longest streak in the country, that Florida State has scored 35 or more points in eight consecutive games dating back to last year, it is the longest current streak in the country of 35 or more. And when I read it, I read it in passing. I was doing game notes or something and putting together stuff for our pregame. And I was looking at that and I went, that's pretty damn cool. And then I went back and looked at each of the games and they were all, you know, Two of them were close, but the others were ass-kickings, and I was just going through that, and I was like, man, you know what? This is a cool streak, because if you tell me every week that I can count on Florida State to at least drop 35, guess what that does? It makes betting the over pretty damn easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And guess who did on this week's Redemption Thursday picks? Oh. This guy right here taking Florida State versus Boston College over 48. If you got it earlier in the week, you could have got it, I think, at 46. That's easy peasy mm. over, baby. Time for the Metro Deli Redemption Thursday wagering menu. If you're watching online, you see it, and I will give the obligatory, I don't see why not, because that's just the coolest thing. I love that part of the menu. I don't see why not. We went Georgia and laid the 27 and a half against South Carolina. I think South Carolina's got some problems. Georgia has been disinterested in football, but they won't be this weekend because it is their SEC opener at home, and I think they're going to run rough shot over South Carolina. I'm laying the 27.5 points without a problem. Uh, here we go. Hit hit the siren. Uh, Louisiana Tech minus 4.5 against North Texas. I can feel it all the way down <laughs> in my plums. This is a bet against North, North Texas's terrible defense. They're on pace to be uh, really bad. 
So I'm going to go ahead. I was looking at some defensive numbers, and I was looking at North Texas. Then I went back to those numbers, and I looked at North Texas again. Then I went, oh, we got us something here. I'm laying the four and a half. BYU plus eight and a half against Arkansas. I'm not impressed with Arkansas's offense at all, not even a little bit so far this season. So uh, a bet against Arkansas's (laughs) (laughs) offense at home. Give me BYU plus eight and a half. Hit the siren. New Mexico minus a point and a half against New Mexico State. Struggling. Let's go. Struggling. Come on, New Mexico. That's actually what they should say. Let's go. Come on, New Mexico. (laughs) That should be the cheer. I like it. You ever been to New Mexico? I have not. It's beautiful. Mm. Very briefly. But I want to go back and everybody tells me that I didn't go to the best part of New Mexico, and the part I was in was beautiful. Like, New Mexico looks stunningly gorgeous. That's not why I picked them. New Mexico State sucks. That's why I picked New Mexico, and I'm going to go ahead and get that win, give the point and a half. Duke against Northwestern. Basically bet against Northwestern whenever you can, guys, and Duke's good. And I don't know that they'll give up a point against Northwestern. Well, I think they need not at well, minus 18. Well, I mean, that is the point. I think they got to win this, you know, they can win this game 24 nothing. Uh, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Right. It wouldn't surprise you. You take down Northwestern's bad news. Well, unless you're taking the over. Are you taking the under in that game? I have the, not considered uh, it. Uh, well, you 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 talking yourself into the script now. I don't see why not. There you go. You better check it during the break and get that in. Yeah, that's right. Throw out the record books. <laughs> the battle of the Kirky. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, great rivalry, gang. Great rivalry. Uh, I already mentioned the aforementioned on the menu. There it is, though, in order. Florida State, Boston College, over 48. Uh, uh, I went, why does it? Oh, yeah, you got to take. I see I see what you did there. I'm taking the over. Uh, LSU minus 9.5 against Mississippi State. Mississippi State's not good. Mississippi State's not good. I'll give the 9.5. LSU might be pretty good, too. I think they might be, which just further emboldens you and I mm. and everybody else pulling for the garnet and gold, which would be nice. Yeah, UMass beat New Mexico State in Las Cruces. I mean, my oh, goodness. No. What are you doing? It's a cardinal sin. UMass rolling into Las Cruces like we own this. Devastating. Uh, and then I took uh, Penn State to thump Illinois. This is funny. Fat Bielema got asked in his press conference this week, and we used it on Coach Speak that we recorded this morning. It'll be out later today. Anyhow, this will make you laugh. So Fat Bielema, you know, He's been a target of mine for years, or at least uh, an area where we could have some fun and laugh. Um, Bielema is a defensive coach. All right, he's a defensive-minded coach. He's had great success as a defensive coach in his career. That's why he got elevated eventually to being a head coach. So this reporter asks him, Illinois has been giving up points early this year, right? Now, last year they were stingy on defense. Mm. They were very good. That's what, they, that's, how, that's what he hangs his hat on. So a reporter says to Bielema this week, um, would you take over uh, defensive play calling? Is that something you would consider? Have you had a conversation with your defense coordinator? First of all, bold, sir. Yeah. I mean, my goodness, we're two games into the season. Well, that reporter's over it. I'm done watching He's this. He's tired of watching this defense give up points, Tom. So my favorite part was Bielema looks at the reporter and says, that's probably the dumbest question you've ever asked me. Ooh. And then answered it. And went, no, two games into the season, my new coordinator, uh, yeah, we talk. Uh, You know, I've been around some places in which I coached a pretty good defenses. One year, we went from 81st to 1st in the country. 
<laughs> it was like, I was, there we go. Follow up? Really? Because if you're that good. Yeah. What I wanted to say to the reporter is don't ask that question, A, not that way. <laughs> B, you do understand when you ask him that question, you're taking a shot at him, mm. not the defense coordinator. Because we both know who the defense coordinator is. It's Bielema, just like the offensive coordinator is our head coach. So you don't do that. When you take a shot at the defense, you don't think that Bielema's like, yeah, I'm going to look over the defense. We're giving up some points. I mean, it's, they talk every day. I'm sure he's got input. He's the head coach. What a thing to ask. So, which was great. So, Coach, are you waiting to drop to 81st this year so that you oh, can oversee yeah. get, and get antagonistic, right? Make it back yeah. to first? There you go. Get antagonistic. It's a bold strategy He there. would love that. All right, put the menu back up because we've got two more bets that you, Tom's going to hit the red horn. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, this is something. So, I've been winning big on player props. Mm-hmm. And in my personal life, I've won good money on player props. So we're going to fire up the player prop machine. Have a little fun with it. Throw it throw it in there. Let's get – you know what? People complain. They're like, you don't always place your real bets on the show. Okay. Well, these, these are real bets, these two, right here. VIP player props. <laughs> here you go. TJ Hawkinson receiving yards over 48. Woo! There you go. And K.J. Osborne, over 31 receiving yards. You know, I'll have you know, <laughs> he was the second most targeted receiver last week for them. Mm. K.J. Osborne was. They're clearly not going to be able to run the ball successfully this year, so they're going to have to throw it. And they're going to throw it a lot. And they have weapons in the passing game. So we're going to take that angle. We're going to cash in on these player props, Tom. Okay. All right. You like it. I can tell you're thinking about it. Well, I hadn't thought about a lot of these things. I hadn't thought about the Duke game. All I'm thinking about is the weather of our game. That is my number one concern. And what's the update? I always turn to you to look at your weather window and let me know mm. what your people are saying about this weather. I haven't paid it any mind. It's a tick east, but, I mean, it could still be soupy and windy. You know, that's the thing. If if you can promise me here today, which weather men cannot, Mm-mm. weather women either, that we're not seeing gale force winds or gusts. Just gusts. Then you like yeah. my over. Sustained winds at yeah. 15 to 20. Uh, mm-hmm. You can live with that. As long as it isn't sustained gusts over 35 or 40. If you can reasonably complete a pass. Mm-hmm. Mike Norvell talked about that yesterday. Well, we throw tight spirals at Florida State is basically what he said. <laughs> so I'm not as worried if we didn't. If we had a wobbly spiral. But if you can, this defense is slow. I did it again. I watched Boston College and Holy Cross. Mm then you know that Boston College was this close to losing to Holy Cross, if not for a fumble in the late stages of this contest. That is correct. Also, Castellanos, the quarterback, invented a way to put them in a position to lose that game in the second half. They scored 24 in the first half on Holy Cross. Boston College feeling pretty good about themselves. Yeah. Decimating Holy Cross's vaunted defense. You know what he did to short-circuit a drive? So he's scrambling out of bounds. It's going to be a second and one. Mm -hmm. He points at the defender, gets flagged for taunting. Smart. Second 16, they punt. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not a BC man. No, no, does not appear. I think he might think he's better than he is, which will be interesting when you face a defense like this. Just don't be lazy. Offense and defense, don't be lazy. And I don't think they will be. They'll hit those totals as long as there are not gale force winds that prevent passes. Same reasoning applies to uh, Florida State that I applied to Georgia. It's the ACC opener. <laughs> 
Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply hello there podcasters oh don't worry i won't prattle on for two minutes like i do with some of the other reads zaxby's doesn't demand it of me <laughs> Zaxby's like, look, just tell everybody that we have the best chicken sandwich in all the land. That's easy. I can do that. I can attest to that. A delicious, thick, juicy, tasty Zaxby's chicken sandwich is where it's at. Of course, the strips are a given. You like the strips. We get the strips on game days. The platters are lifesavers. Mm-hmm. If you're going to a party, a pool party, say, this summer, and what do I bring? Just bring a Beer Giant thing. No. and Zaxby's. Worry about the beer. You bring the Zaxby's, you're going to be the hero. Just uh-huh. make sure you get all the sauces, too. They've got like 97 sauces, and they're all delicious. I don't know if you guys know this. There are 27 Zaxby's in Tallahassee alone. 27. You can't miss them. I think that's true in general in every city in America. They're like so, peach trees in Atlanta. They're everywhere. Look around. Find you a Zaxby's and get after it. By the way, your Tallahassee Zaxby's a proud Golden Chief booster for 18 years. Go Knowles. Welcome back to the Jeff Cameron Show, sponsored by Legendary Home Loans, a mortgage experience designed around speed, simplicity, and customer service. Before you buy your next home, contact our friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com. FSUHomeLoans.com. Three Real Talk Radio War Chat TV and Roy, we go on a redemption Thursday. Uh, Director Matthew does work for uh, the Texas site and other stuff. He's a busy guy. He's a multi-faceted and talented young man, and uh, we, we love Director Matthew. But sometimes I pick his brain before the show, and he talks to me about things that guests say on other shows that he's on. It's meticulous and abusive if we mess up during the show, too. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Well, he's in that room with you. I don't have to yeah. hear it. You should see the lashings I get from the yardstick. So, uh, interesting that he had a um, a nugget for me, uh, and something that, and we don't, we're, you know, we don't spend a lot of time quoting Paul Feinbaum. Is it but, a tasty nuggy? But Paul Feinbaum mentioned something about uh, Saban looking old after that Texas game. That it made him look old it, more than embarrassed him at home. It made him look old. I agree. I thought the same thing when he went jogging off the field. I went, "Ooh, it's happening." For the first time. Now, bless his heart. He's played in 10 national championship games. He's got seven. You know, at some point, your luck runs out. Reigns in. Kings are killed, Mr. Garrison. So, at some point, this is what happens. And what are you saying they should do in Tuscaloosa? (laughs) I'm uncomfortable. (laughs) I'm not speaking it into the ether. What I'm saying is... You're going to call Feinbaum and say, (laughs) Kings are killed, Mr. Feinbaum. (laughs) 
I don't mean literally, although history tells us that's true too. I would just tell you that we're finally getting a little bit of what we've wanted. The humanizing effect of losses and uh, the coming back to the pack that we've been desperately wanting to see, it's happening. We're watching it happen. It's unfolding before our very eyes. He said something in his press conference, I don't know if that made Coach speak this week. I thought it was weird that he thought it was a pleasure to coach in a game like that. No, so he was talking about criticism. He said, you know, I had somebody come up to me and say, how dare this person criticize the program after this performance? And he goes, guess what? They're right. They're right. We played poorly. Well, that's his effort to if be If you play poorly, but... you're, you're gonna get you're gonna get criticized, and you should be. Well, I don't know that he'd ever go there. He would just ignore it. I found that very fascinating. You know what? You should be critical of me. You're right. I'm awful. Um, yeah, I think it's weird for him to also uh, say things like, um, you know, an early September game is a pleasure to coach in when you've coached in 10 national championship games. Mm. I mean, my man, you just suffered your largest home loss in your tenure in Alabama. Uh, and you're talking about how pleasure it was to coach in a game like that. And then I'm just happy to be here. It's a little weird, a little weird. Celebrate it. College football fans everywhere. Celebrate it. We've been begging for this. There is a good piece on this. Uh, it was called uh, The Sabinization of the SEC. And some valid points were brought up in said article that I read earlier, which is that if you kind of look around the sidelines of the SEC, you can't help but notice all the SEC assistants and uh, head coaches that were under Saban. That's fair. But when you have 100 analysts at a given time, the numbers suggest one of them may pan out and become a head coach somewhere else. Well, that is true. But he's had coordinators go on to become head coaches. That's true. And, you know, so it's interesting, right? When you have an assistant coach, Billy Napier, for example, at Florida. Kirby Smart, moreover, as a defensive coordinator at Georgia. Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss. He was the offensive coordinator, obviously. Jimbo Fisher, who has beaten Alabama uh, at Texas A&M. Yep, and there are a lot of guys. You should put that on the trophy they gave him as he leaves. <laughs> That's the one moment in time. I got him. Um, you know, if you go through all of this and you start looking at all of these longtime assistants, and you look at the, you know, yes, you're right. There are some analysts on that list too, but there are a lot of people that have direct connections with Nick Saban, working for him as either an offensive or defensive coordinator, and the thought being that. Yeah, the names of plays change and your philosophy may differ somewhat with Nick's on how to run a program, how to run an offense, how to run a defense. But you know what his philosophy is, especially because you worked with him at length. And if all of a sudden the entire league, meaning the SEC, has either an assistant coach or a head coach that worked for him for a very long period of time or a significant enough time to know what's coming, it doesn't really matter what you call it or how it looks. You know what his thought process is. You know the way he views the world, the game, all of it. These are insights that help you plan game in and game out against a guy like that. And you are decades younger than him. Decades. Yeah. So it's it's kind of bound to happen at some point. And that brings me to the other point. When we talk about appreciating a rise, a rebirth for Florida State, and we talk about the climb and where this thing's headed – and the evidence that suggests that this could be 
uh, a really, really rapid growth from uh, you know sub five hundred football to good football to great football. Like it's it's happening in the span of really a couple of years, right? I don't even really count the COVID season against him or anything like that. So you really got to go back to five and seven, ten and three. Here we are. And I will just tell you, the thing I'm most excited about isn't that he's built it quickly, isn't that we're here with all of this talent, see the aforementioned consecutive games, 35-plus points conversation, et cetera, but also significant wins now, like the one we just had against LSU. It's that he's young. Mike's young. You get him in the prime of his career. You get him entering the prime of his career. He's, he's arriving. still, yes, yeah. he's arriving at it. He's not there yet. He's a couple of years away from the prime of his coaching career, I think. And we're watching real growth, substantive growth. We're also watching areas off the field, like maturity, things like that, that you see in him that continue to um, evolve. It's fun to watch that, to document that, to you know, use that as a as a backdrop for what we're seeing on the field and what we're watching play out. A lot of times, you know, that's not the case. Maybe a guy comes in, you know, maybe it's Mac Brown at North Carolina who has a season, but he's in the twilight of his life, let alone his career. So my man, by definition, ain't going to be there that much longer, right? So he kind of genie in a bottle or cut lightning in a bottle, really, kind of just for a moment, had enough experience to kind of get North Carolina righted so that they could maximize what they had. Don't know what that top end is for North Carolina. Seems to me it would be, you know, 10 win season, something like that, nine win season, things like of that ilk. He could do that. Do we really think he's ever going to take North Carolina beyond that? No. And I don't know that anybody can necessarily right now. But if you're a North Carolina fan, you have to enjoy this because he's going to be gone soon. He's 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 old. And, you know, if you're Texas AM, you're not winning. You thought you were getting the guy, as it turns out, that maybe Mike Norvell is. But you weren't. You were getting a guy on the wrong end of his career, on the backside of his career. Seems awfully young to be the case, but he looks, does Jimbo, antiquated. He looks passed over when you have a a, a shot of him on the sideline with that faraway stare and you listen to his press conferences in which he's just, it's one non sequitur after the other, but it's also excuse-making in a way we never heard before. It's one thing to be choppy in your manner of speech, which he's always been. It's one thing not to have sentences connect in a logical way and be incoherent so that I have to figure out how you meant this to be as opposed to what you actually said. We can do all that. He did that when he was winning here. But now you combine that with the pure gibberish. He went on for 10 minutes about the logo at Hard Rock Stadium being slippery because they have to change it for Dolphins games and Miami Hurricane games. And he spent like 10 minutes breaking down how you could lose your footing and that they lost their footing. Well, so Miami players didn't? What the hell are you talking about? He sounds like a broken man. We got a guy right here that's never been more sure of himself is as locked in as you could possibly be. I mean, he's mean mugging people up sixty. Yeah. So this and he is should be right. But my, you see my point though. This is this. He's still climbing. There's still yeah. things to do. He hasn't done anything yet. And neither he's has hungry. This team. And he, neither has this right. team. So it's it, he could push that button. Absolutely, and he's hungry for it. This is he's chasing down a dream. This and nobody gets into coaching to be average. 
They all want to win a championship, whatever that championship is, whatever level you're at. You want to do that. So he's pursuing that with great vigor, and he's young enough to do it. There'll come a time where he will have to step back and be the CEO coach I always describe, but that time is not now. The good news is he's already set things in motion for whenever that time comes. It could be 10 years from now, and I don't think that's an exaggeration. It could be 10, 12 years How from now. How old's Mike? 40-something? In his early 40s. 41, 42? Yeah, he and he's yeah. a young version of whatever his age is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are some dudes who are old souls. I don't know that I'd say that Mike Norvello is an old soul. No, you are. He is not. Right. Yeah. I mean, that is a compliment. Go ahead. Well, thank you. Yeah. Uh, but the hierarchy of the organization, the redundancies that he creates Correct. between certain positions so that there's always somebody to pick up the slack if somebody else has to focus on task B. That is what a CEO would do. So he's, yeah, he's putting himself in a he position. He already sees the world that way, but he coaches very much like a non Yeah, he's in it. Yeah. yeah, he's in it. Well, when you're this young, you should be. I mean, you wouldn't want it any other way. You, you, I, I want, I've said this for a very long time, it's not a prerequisite. It is not something that has to be in order for you to win. But I like it when my head coach calls plays on either side of the ball. I want you to either be an offensive play caller or a defensive coordinator as a head coach. I want you to be one of those guys. I don't like it when I have a guy sitting back doing a whole lot of nothing but observing the operation. There comes a time where that has to happen, and that's fine. Hopefully along the way you've developed somebody to the point. Yeah, and look – how about the last thing you give up is play calling? You're very good at it. Yeah. So yeah. let's let go of some of these other minuscule details. That's of right. The job. Let go of the other things. Let Bruce be- handle the operations. Well, you got Alex let- who's kicking ass as a yeah. coordinator. He's doing a great job. Right. Yeah. But you've got guys. The sequencing of how you line things up and you keep doing that, coach. Oh, yeah. You keep calling plays. He's a great play caller. The most evil play call of the season for me so far is fourth and two. Oh, the screen. LSU. Yeah, it's awesome. It's like, oh, my. It is the exact right call at the exact right moment. Yep. And when Jimbo was right, he called it better than anybody. Yeah. The screen was his baby. Broke it out against Miami time and again when he knew they were losing their composure and they were going to bring the house. The next closest requires Jordan Travis to carry it out perfectly, which he did, but it's the touchdown to Jaheim Bell, the passing touchdown. Oh, it's so gorgeous. Where his eyes are at the line of scrimmage Mm -hmm. and then Jaheim's wide open. Mm -hmm. We will scheme a tight end wide the hell open. Wide the hell open. Dear God. Think about the Louisville game last year on the road, first play. I mean, it's just you're like, oh, sir. That was gorgeous. Gruesome. Yeah. Well, and that's why if you can complete any semblance of a forward pass, we have options near the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be perimeter to Keon or Johnny. Those are fun plays, but as long as you have wins that are reasonable and you can get the ball to a Jaheim Bell, Kyle Morlock, Marquise and Douglas or one of the backs, we lived in that offense yeah. with Mike Norvell. We've already been there. We've lived it. We had to. We had no choice. No choice. Unfortunately. This is the offense we had to run. Now we can run a real offense where you open things up and have variety of a whole bunch of plays with the same personnel. It was Cam McDonald, Jordan Wilson. Mm -hmm. I think we've come up in the world a little bit since then. A little bit. A little bit, my friend. That segment group, holy moly. A little bit. (laughs) Uh, You get a little out of line yourself. Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchia TV. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness, two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. It's 
Chef Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. We'll have to move the promo for Florida football, sir. Just like make sure it's jettisoned from the uh, two hours that we're here. Hey, man. I get counter-programming. Now, I'm not mad at the station. I'm just... I'm not either, but if there are rotators promised, what I can do, at least for the Warchant TV stream, is uh, play something else. Yeah. But if it's got to go over the air, it's got to go over the air. Play some music. Uh, Pirates up 2 nothing. I know you guys were interested. Day game. Lead the Nets. Over? Got the win last night. Over City. Got the win last night. Proud of the Buckos. You know that DJ Stewart is still opsing nearly 1,000? The light bulb's gone off since he came on board, huh? Resign his ass. That's what we got to do. Well, you don't want to. I mean, I, I'm rooting for DJ Stewart, but you can't get caught up in the moment. Oh, but what you can do, worst case, is platoon him as a DH. Yeah. The lefty yeah. DH. Buckos are only 68 and 78. It's not been a disaster of a year. They're within 10 mm. games of 500. I, I can, and they've lost, and they traded everybody away, and they lost other people. They lost their best player the first week of the season because he didn't know how to slide. Yeah, we have turned into a slightly richer version, slightly, mm. than the Pittsburgh Pirates, even after the trading deadline. Slightly. Slightly. <laughs> Lindor probably costs as much as the entire franchise right now. Easily. But uh, it's been a pleasure to watch this this group, this ragtag bunch. Because they have about the same record y'all do. Like, hey, <laughs> Joey Lucchesi last night throwing Lucchesi. a five scoreless. Hey. Five scoreless. The card, man, you know, when we go through Redemption Thursday show prep, I go through and I pick my games and I have the games that I'm actually gambling on. I have games that I want to use for the show. Sometimes they're both. Most of the time they are. Not always. There are some games I have to force because i got to have 10 that I want to bet on a Redemption Thursday for everybody. So, you know, it kind of it, it changes from time to time. And I'll also add to my real card with NFL stuff starting tomorrow morning, although I've got two for tonight. But what I would say is that what it does, what the process does early in the morning, it's one of my favorite th- things, is, is having a cup of coffee and looking over the card very closely to find my wagers. Not because it's a, it's a gambling addiction, which I'm sure it is, but it's also because you get to really kind of map out your weekend, map out your day, how you're going to watch, where you're going to watch, when you're going to watch, which TVs are going to be on what. But it also alerts you to the fact when we have what we have this weekend. Ass across the board. Just garbage card is what this is. This is not good. But next weekend, and I don't want to, you know, put the cart before the horse. There will be some surprises. Oh, it's college football. We're still three weeks into the season. I'm going to watch everything. I love it. I mean, I'm not complaining about that. It's football. We're watching it. We got both. NFL, college, awesome. I'm just saying, when you sit down, you're kind of like, slim pickings. You're not in love with the card. That's all. You're kind of like, well, maybe before the season, I thought LSU, Mississippi State could be good, but Mississippi State's not any good. You know, before the season, I thought Tennessee, Florida might be good, and it still might be good. Yeah. I'm not impressed with Tennessee's offense up to this point. And obviously, Florida doesn't have a quarterback. Yeah, this is this is going to be the interesting game. It's oh, an easy yeah. one to watch. You know, we take care of business. You as hate we watch should. is what you do. Yeah. Yeah, you're three and zero. You put your feet up. And you say, all right, Tennessee, like that's going to be my day is the postgame show will get done early. Uh, five o'clock or so. Yeah, he'll be done early. So done around five. Maybe I have a, a little nosh as I watch the uh, the <laughs> second half of the 3.30 window. Maybe not. But around six o'clock, it's like, all right, Tennessee. Okay, Rocky Top. Let's see what you got. I'm going to tell you now, if you get anything close to seven or seven and a half, take Florida. Hmm. Uh, this Tennessee offense is, uh, we'll see. We'll that see. bad? 
It's Utah bad? It's nearly halftime tied at six with Austin P bad. Could have been looking ahead. Uh, well, okay. They didn't look great the first game either. I, I'm just two fingers, buddy. Austin P made it might have given Utah a run. Uh-huh. You never know. Yeah. Um, like, you know, I went through this whole thing. I, I guess if Pitt hadn't lost at home to Cincinnati last week, the Pitt-West Virginia game could be fun, but mm. but they did. Alas. They did. Uh, you know, I, again, I've, I've had a hard time with the card this week getting excited. I guess it'll just have to be because of the wagering that you get locked. I will tell you, Kansas State-Missouri is a good game. Ooh. It, that's that it. kind that's, of weekend. That's where we're at, gang. Kansas State, Mizzou. Good game. I'm taking Missouri plus the points. But I, I like Missouri uh, in that game. If you can get four and a half, five, maybe look at it. Wait a minute. You're taking Mizzou plus the points? I am. Was that on the card? No. <laughs> I think they'll make it a game. Bonus pick. I think they'll make it a game. Oh, if you stuck around with me throughout the afternoon into the evening uh, at my son's football game as I look at the DraftKings <laughs> app, you would you would be like, man, we got another game. We got another game. Look at this. And another game. Do it again, Jeff. Do it again. You should take bets with the parents. Just have a wad of cash and be like, all right, third down. What do we think? Could be the uh, local bookie that goes yeah. into the stands on Fridays and th- Thursdays and Wednesdays, Tuesdays. You never really know when right. the game's going to yep. be. And then I could sit in there and I'd be like, Come on, everybody, pony up. Who you got? Actually, I got breaking news to that end. Oh. They're, in, they're in the second quarter. Leon's up by seven. Nice. They just moved it to mid-afternoon. They did. Yep. There we go. Yep. They canceled from fifth period on. Big game, by the way. It's 3-0 and Leon and 3-0 and Mosley tonight, buddy. All right. So why don't you Mosley on over there? <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> That's so bad. I'm going to go to break. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chan TV. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hey guys, our next partner is AG1, the daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it quite literally every single day. I began using AG1 because I'll be honest with you, I don't like to take a bunch of pills and vitamins and I just wanted something that tastes great, was quick and easy to remember. So I do it. I do it every morning when I wake up. I certainly have it right after my coffee and before I work out. And I will tell you this too, it is... um, a simple, effective investment for your health. You can try AG1 and get five free AG1 travel packs and a free one-year supply of vitamin D with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash JCS. Again, that's go to, uh, all you got to do is go to uh, drinkag1.com slash JCS. That's drinkag1.com slash JCS. Check it out. It's delicious. It's quick. It's easy. It's proven. Vitamins, probiotics. Whole food source nutrients. Start your day with it. You'll feel better. I promise. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. <laughs> Our 
harkening back to uh, 1400 Banner Way South, sir, in the early to mid-80s. Punk kid in a tank top with his windows open, cranking the latest Motley Crue record until mom comes in and says, we have neighbors. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's what that made me think of. We have neighbors. We have neighbors. I remember very specifically that song on my turntable. What, they don't like the crew? How can you not like the crew? I hated the crew later on, but that that record I loved. Um, and then, you know, the best part was that I did, I would always open the windows. I don't know why. I felt like the neighborhood needed to know what I was listening to. That's something that you do even today. Like, they need to hear this. Oh, I don't, well, They need to hear the greatness. Even on the golf course when you had the Bushnell. I like music, Tom. And yeah. we're going to play music yeah. uh, with the Bushnell. And it's on Bluetooth. That is so powerful, that thing, too. I'm proud of it. You wouldn't guess it. I carry that thing all around the house. I'll be, I believe it, yeah. 100%. Yeah. I'll sit on the track. cart and, you, and you'll say something from where you're hitting your shot. And I'm like, I got no chance. I got, I no, got chance. no chance. No chance. No buddy. chance. <laughs> You've got Slayer rocking the course, dude. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> trying to hit a six like, iron. What do you think about it? I'm like, man, six I don't, or seven iron. What do you think with this win? I got no clue. Can't hear you. You've got rain and blood at, you know, 11. How am I supposed to? Yeah, go with that. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you said. My favorite is when I do it and I have like Ice Cube on. And it's just, you're like, somebody's yeah. on the next tee box over. You're Always. like, oh, this will be good. They're, they're never not. That was when, my favorite. When something like that comes on, because there's this feeling, I shouldn't feel the anxiety. It's not my problem. It's your speaker. But we're on the tee box mm-hmm. and we're 30 yards away from the cart. 40, you know, sometimes yeah. in some cases. And then they pull park. up right when... And yeah. the song starts. I mean, that's a few seconds. There's nothing you can do. No, and this is a like, song that comes out swinging. No, oh, there's things being said. Immediately. Immediately. You're like, like, oh, no. Just <laughs> mind us. I'm just standing here waiting for the fairway to clear. That guy's 74 years old. He probably doesn't get it. <laughs> he's appalled. <laughs> I can feel the appalled you nature. Feel, yeah, he's like, What's going on here at the club? I don't care. Yeah. Here we go. Good tee shot, Tom. Let's go. Meanwhile, you can't wait to get back to the cart to turn it. Yeah. <laughs> Sir, move on to 14. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is how it's going to be. Uh, no, no. So, yeah, that that's you just caught me going down memory lane. It feels like a – I don't know why. It feels like a libations Friday. Because you're going to a high school football game tonight. That's no, why. it's it's because I we're so heavily favored. We got to get used to being so heavily favored in games again. Like, it's – every game – required intense breakdown over the last couple of years because we weren't good enough to assume victory over anybody. Yeah. That's not true anymore, Tom. It's just not. I'm going to comfortably assume victory for the weekend against Boston College. I am. You should. I am. There are well, you go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I will. You should. Mm-hmm. I'm taking it. I'm going to. There will be moments if you take them for granted as Florida State. Not for the game to be in danger. I'm not that guy who's like, eh, around every corner is danger. No, there's not. Many corners, there are, there's no danger whatsoever. Mm. Look around it. No problem. Right. Where you're going to be embarrassed if you go about things the wrong way. They're going to zone read you to death, and so if you're lazy about it, somebody's going to be wide open or you're going to be made to look foolish. Uh, defensively, you know, again, if, you, if you're going to key on certain things and sell out, I'm sure Boston College has a thing or two for you. Or if you got poor technique, they've got a running back who's a battering ram that'll run you over and you Yeah, you gotta button up and play. And they'll be they'll be where they should be on defense. So if you take something for granted and you try to run around like you did on fourth and ten last week, I don't know, it might not work this week. You might look truly foolish. So just 
take the thing seriously. That's what I'm hoping for. Hopefully the weather doesn't obscure this as well, but otherwise just be detail sound and you'll be out of the game in the third quarter again. You'll be out of it. The weather will dictate a lot of what we're talking about on Monday when we come back in after this game, admittedly. I'm hoping, however, there are no signs of what you just described, which is sort of a going through the motions process until you get embarrassed and then have to bounce back from it because you weren't buttoned up to start the game. I like I have no fear that they would lose this game even if they started that way and were in fact going through the motions and got embarrassed and assumed some things because they just yeah. watched the team on film barely beat Holy Cross. But I will say I do think two things are going to be true. You're going to get Boston College's best effort here. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple reasons. First of all, Halfley lost it this week in the press conference and was telling everybody who would listen that they're better than they've played. Quote, unquote, we're a good team. We're going to win games. We're going to clean up these mistakes. Our offensive and defensive line is good. Quote, unquote. Now, I would have retorted with, I don't believe you. But that's okay. Ed Coach has to say these things, right? But he's mad. And I think he's trying to light a fire. Partly because I think he realizes he's on the cusp of getting fired. But the other reason is because if, and I've said this before, teams can look at film and realize if we don't bring it this week, this is one of those teams, in this case Florida State, that can humiliate you. You could be, well, see Southern Miss. We didn't even play well when we dropped 66 because we have those kinds of athletes. So if you don't bring it and and believe that you can be competitive or win the game, then you're going to get humiliated, provided it's not you know, 60-mile-per-hour wins. Right, and then they could put eight in the box, and so it's obscured, and you think, wow, our O-line's not doing anything. Well, they've got eight dudes there because yeah, there's yeah, no yeah, fear yeah. of anything over the top. Well, the best thing that could happen to Boston College would be for this game to be played in a near hurricane. Exactly. They've got no incentive to schedule this game otherwise. Oh, no. None. If I'm them, I want the wins to – I want it to be yeah. borderline dangerous. Right, right. Yeah, you want to negate all of the very specific advantages, which is athlete for athlete across right. the board, every position, Florida State's better than you. But if I'm going to apply what I watched to a scout of this game, if you will, very briefly, I know you won't tolerate more than a few seconds, but their offensive line is better than their defensive line by far. Like their O-line is better and more apt to make a play or two happen. They, you know, they run gap scheme stuff. Yeah. Again, if you're lazy with your keys because you're not afraid of the threat, then they could pop a 15, 20-yard run on you just like nothing. Oh, sure. Yeah. And I kind of suspect it'll happen at some point. Yeah. I mean, you know, it is hard to play with that intensity each week when the film tells you you're going against a severely outmatched opponent. Now, I will say, they'll know in warm-ups because if you're out there warming up and it's blowing 40 miles per hour and it's wet – then we're in for a slugfest, a sloppy, ugly game. It's the only way Boston College could be in it, and it makes you nervous a little bit. That part of it does because we've seen it. We just watched it a year ago. Ohio State, as you mentioned on the show yesterday, struggling mightily well into the fourth quarter to beat Northwestern, who was awful and didn't have an athlete on the field that could compete with Ohio State's players. And yet there we were all tuning in to upset alert thinking – Northwestern's going to beat Ohio State. Like, it almost happened. And we know that Ohio State team, A, just from the draft alone, was loaded, and B, by all rights, should have beat Georgia. So you know they could play with anybody, and yet they nearly lost to Northwestern. That's how this could be a game. If somebody says to me, how's this a game? Well, that's how. Weather, terrible weather, sloppy track, next thing you know – 
Both teams have eight in the box. It's three yards in a cloud of dust, and you're punting, and everybody is, and then you're doing yeah. it again and again and again. Whoever wins the field position battle and the turnover battle wins the game. Right, and it's read optionated death. That's what they do anyway with this kid. Yeah, and, and he's equipped to do that. That's what he should he do. He is. The thing is, if it's played anywhere near even terms and weather, obviously it skews so heavily towards Florida State. It's nuts. Right. But this kid overvalues who he is. Just watching him play, he'll hang in the pocket too long well, because good. he thinks he can get out of it. And then get worn out. And he'll try a foot race against the guy he should not try a foot race against. Like, he's going to get rocked a couple of times if this is played honestly. But if it's not, then they, they do all kinds of dipsy-do stuff around the line. Which it's almost like a triple option. Yeah, you yeah. would do it. You would you would run some sort of antiquated, you know, misdirection-filled offense in order to get people to over-pursue and then come back. And, you know, I mean, we watch these things happen. That's how huge upsets occur. But Boston College's defensive line was straight-up manhandled by Holy Cross far too often. Manhandled it, it, by Holy Cross. Not every play. They won their fair share. But you shouldn't be saying we won our fair share against Holy freaking Cross. No, it shouldn't That not. is nuts. It is a... Uh, but if you don't have to worry about that, again, because yeah. of the weather, and you're aided by having nine guys standing there because you can't throw the ball five yards right. beyond the line of scrimmage due to a deluge and a wind fest. It also negates the fact that they are slow. I, this is a slower defense than Southern Miss. Not even close. Not even close. Well, that's a, that's a toughie. Yeah. You got to go into a game like this armed with a slower defense than Southern Miss who got 66 dropped on them. They did. But their defensive backs were quick to the ball, one-on-ones, yeah, no, hand fighting. Their defensive yeah, backs were good. BC, nah, didn't see that. Didn't see that. Come on, weather. Skirt on right. Let's go. I, I don't care if it's pouring. Just don't have it be, you know, 40, 50, 30, Mile per hour wind. That kid, no. Then Watch we get, the snaps, then, though. Then we got a problem. If 76 is snapping. That's yeah. something to keep an eye on. Not good. Hour number two, forthcoming. Stay with Jeff Cambridge, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV.